you ready? Steady. Welcome to Startline. Every journey is different, but they all start with Startline. We're here to edutain you about the world of dog agility. The sport has changed rapidly in just a few years we have been a part of it. Join us as we discuss our journeys, share our successes, laughs, and failures. We will be joined by special guests, and our hope is for you to help us grow the sport we love. Episode 7. Go! Hey guys, it's Michelle. And Kara. And this is episode seven, where we're talking about at-home training. So we all know we're kind of in the middle of our uh, pandemic right now. (laughs) (laughs) We're all missing out on classes. We're all missing out on trials. So we're here to kind of give you some resources and some ideas on what you can do while you're at home with your dogs. And I'm going to tell you, Michelle's going to lead most of this because I have, and it's perfectly acceptable... But I have not been doing a lot of training at home, but I'll have a little bit of focus. Michelle's been doing some amazing things, and she's going to share that with us. And I've been doing some less agility focus, but more foundation and conditioning things that I'll share with you guys. You know, this might be just me asking Michelle a bunch of questions. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's exciting because... We have some wonderful examples of people doing amazing things. And then it's perfectly fine if you're just like, hey, I'm on a break. That's cool, too. Yeah, you know, honestly, um, breaks. I was actually talking to somebody about this not too long ago. We were talking about classes and talking about this and how they don't have equipment at home and how they feel really bad. And they wonder how rusty they're going to be when they get back at it again. And honestly, sometimes breaks are really, really good. There's also that latent learning factor that Mm -hmm. happens where you can do something and you don't do it for a while and it's almost like you've like it just kind of clicks and you just see all of this training really coming together and I've done breaks before with my dogs I know Kara's done breaks with her dogs and it it sometimes it works out really well breaks are not a bad thing so please do not feel bad about about not training about not doing agility the dogs will not forget about what agility equipment is they will remember when we get back to it breaks are not a bad thing it's um, like riding a bike. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. They, they'll they probably be in better shape than we will. Oh, when, definitely. When you go back to it. <laughs> we'll be I, don't, I don't know about you, but I might have made lemon bars the other day. And, you know, I don't see a lot of people. So even though I individually hand wrapped some of them and gave some of them away, the majority of them became my caloric intake. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I made last week they were so good (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um michelle's gonna dive into the bulk of this but first first things first i just want to talk about some of the things you have to consider with at-home training is the resources available to you and by that i mean what equipment do you have and so i'll post this in the show notes for people that don't have any equipment please don't feel helpless if you have a couch and couch cushions or like a sawhorse or even Home Depot buckets that you could stick, say, a stick in with maybe some sand to make a wing jump. There's endless possibilities. So just get creative. Again, I'll put a video that I made where I used sawhorses, some milk crates, a broom handle. It was actually off of what's called a snow broom. Not that that matters. Any push broom, any broom handle that you can have. Think about what you have. Take an inventory for your own equipment if you have some or not. And then also consider what level are you at? I think I think it's really good to start maybe a level lower, particularly when you're in a new environment. I know everyone's saying, but my house is not a new environment. Training in your backyard, if you haven't with your dog ever, is a new environment. Yep. 
Um, so those are important points, but what the main focus is kind of what you can do and the resources, i.e. educational resources that are available to you. And that's where Michelle's going to kick it off because she's been doing some amazing things. We have some friends that have been doing some amazing things. And so I'm going to let uh, Michelle talk a little bit about what she's been doing. Um, oh, really quickly, I did forget to mention if you live in New England and you have things like driveway markers that you stick in the ground, <laughs> they make wonderful weave poles. They're flexible. Uh, yeah. They're bendable. You generally have 12 of them, depending on how long your driveway is. If not, you could order them from Amazon. They're so, cheap. They're super cheap. I, I just, you know, think about steps that you have for two on, two offs. So I just wanted to, you know, go over that stuff. But um, if you are fortunate to have equipment, and I do have some, I have not taken it out. You know, think about what you can do and, and how you can work around that. So, Michelle, I've been, you know, watching you. She also got a new computer and she's been videoing the heck out of herself, which is super cool. So what have you been doing? What's been working? What resources have you been digesting? And what do you recommend? For me, I am actually finding myself a little bit more time to catch up on training so I'm taking advantage of that and I have, I'm very fortunate that I have my own um, field with a full agility equipment. So I have all the contacts, I have everything. That was kind of the first thing I did when we moved into our new house, you know, forget all the other house projects, let's build an agility field, priorities. So <laughs> I do, <laughs> I do have that available to me and I'm very fortunate about that. So for me, I have two current dogs that I'm competing with Riley and Sirius. And then I also have my up and coming young dog snitch. And I have actually been giving Riley a break. She's going to be 10 in July. She is very well established in her career. I bring her out and I play with her and we don't really focus on too much with Sirius. I have taken classes for running dog walks and just for me personally, I know Kara, you can relate to this. We have done running dog walks with very little criteria. So, <laughs> so. what's what's this word? Cry, cry what? Cry, cry, t- uh, I, cry. I don't know. Crying because my dog keeps jumping over the yellow. Yes. And all the wonderful pictures you have of her superwoman leaping <laughs> off of them. <laughs> I have lots. Oh, I've actually spent money on professional photographers catching my dogs. Both. Leaping clear over the contacts. <laughs> so I have um, actually been taking the time to work some of that criteria with running dog walks. And it's it's very interesting. I am, everybody is talking about running mats with dog, with running dog walks, working the mat work, working the mat work. I took a course with, gosh, I am, I'm probably going to butcher her name. Her name is Katarina Poplinik. Um, she is from out of the country. She is in the European country. I believe she had a wonderful, wonderful Facebook group class that was on running dog walks. I audited that. Um, I have a tendency to, to audit because I don't always have the time to make videos until COVID happened. Now I do, but yeah, so we took a class on that and I've been working some running dog walks. Interestingly enough, for whatever reason, um, Sirius is not taking to the mat. He thinks that the mat is for leaping over not driving across. So I'm struggling with him a little bit with, with the, the running dog walks. I assume you've done this, but did you try, <laughs> did you try it on the flat? You tried it? I did. Yeah, and I honestly, assume that. I mean, I, just... I haven't even gotten to the ramps yet with him. And for whatever reason. Do you reason... think it's a texture thing or just because he's so, he's been trained one way for so long that he's like, ew, what is this thing here? 
That's what I'm wondering. I, I, it could very well be a texture thing, but it's not a texture that's unfamiliar to him. It's just like the lining you put in a cabinet or a drawer, like that lining to yep, hold yep, yep. Yep, that stuff. It. So it's nothing unfamiliar to him, but I really honestly think he's been doing the dog walk with no no training because I didn't hold criteria. He just actually happens to be really good at his running dog walk. I very rarely get calls on it, and I'm very fortunate about that. Introducing this new concept to him, for whatever reason, he cannot get it. So it's only been on the flat so far, and I tried it on a flat ramp, and it's the same thing. So I'm almost at the point where I'm just going to work the dog walk with just a treat and train at the end and reward him for getting a good hit. I mean, there's the old adage, <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, I mean, yeah. he does have, you go bottom, and he goes bottom. I know yeah. that's, your, that's your word, right? Yep. Mine varies. It's hit it. <laughs> something scream don't do anything i mean <laughs> criteria i know oh <laughs> so my gosh i'd be interested i'm gonna put this out to our agility addicts is has anybody else done this they've had a dog that's semi-trained or or relatively trained but you want to crystallize the criteria for the dog walk have you tried any of these um mats at the bottom and had this the similar issue i'd be curious because it, it does from my training knowledge it does make sense uh, you've introduced something new and unless he's clicked for touching it, I mean, you might even have to back chain and like just lay the mat on the floor like a novel item. And then any interaction with it, click and treat, click and treat, then a foot on it, click and treat, then four feet, click and treat, and then, you know, move it to the plank. I think that you might have to do that. And then you ask yourself, is this worth it? Like, right. You know, that that's where I get. I'm always like, I mean, <laughs> contact training is worth it for me because <laughs> Michelle, how many cues have I lost because of that dog walk? <laughs> I have, I, I have, a hundred and forty jumpers legs, and I just hit before the pandemic a hundred standard legs. So there's your gap. I got a forty forty cue spread. So yep. and Michelle will be the first to admit this. I probably shouldn't put this on the airwaves. <laughs> I was I was wondering if you would. <laughs> I've had. I wasn't gonna say anything. Judges, close, cover your ears. I've had some gifts. So. Oh, she's had so many gifts. Oh, shh, shh. <laughs> I never, ever, ever complain about a call. They're all fair. I get it. Judges, please don't listen. I am working in the pandemic to train my contact. Not really. Not at all. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, you know, it's interesting. So I'm, I'm struggling with the running dog walk with him. Snitch, on the other hand, because she's young, because she hasn't really been on a dog walk other than just, hey, this is a dog walk, let's walk over it and get you used to being on this, is taking to it like a champ. She has moved to a flat ramp, and she is doing wonderful with it. So I have high hopes that one of my dogs will have criteria with the dog walk. So, yeah, so I've been I've been doing that. I have also been – I'm I've become really, really big on foundation work and how you can never – work enough foundations. I I am working wraps and backsides and throttles and serpentines and I am just I am literally just going back to basics and it has been a huge relief for me. Um for Sirius especially his throttles are on point right now and I can't wait to start running premiere again because his throttles are so much better. That was the biggest gap in our training was throttles. Now I feel a little bit more confident in it 
but yeah, it's just, you know, I've really, everybody says it, everybody says foundation work, foundation work, foundation work. And I know it's important, but now I really know it's important because I have done so much more of it. Yeah. Even Stephanie and Grace, I think particularly Stephanie was bringing it up. Stephanie Rayner from our last podcast. She actually has a foundations class online right now. It's, you know, four weeks, very reasonable. And she was talking about it. So this is good for the people that don't have equipment or like me are too lazy to put out the equipment that they have. <laughs> Foundations are so key because I think once we get past what we call, you know, they know that phase, we we get so big into sequencing. And then the other fault of we as humans is we then sequence and then stop treating earlier. And so we're, we're forcing our dogs to go longer and longer and longer without communication essentially yes we're asking them to do things but if we make a fault and then don't reward them or don't communicate clearly to them it can build a little bit of level of frustration and so i think what's so valuable about foundations besides building and strengthening that skill that particular one skill a backside a you know a start line a you know a wrap those skills going back to that jumping just jump grids really helps your dog break it down into smaller pieces so that they can chain it together. So one of the best ways, again, my trainer brain coming out for a dog to learn is through variable. And so if you do a sequence and you keep doing these longer and longer and longer sequences, it doesn't get variable. You're just increasing the duration and you're not breaking it up and giving your dog a cookie. So your dog finally just is like, I don't want to do this. She's not giving me cookies. Where foundation work, you do a wrap, you get a cookie. You do a wrap, I toss the thing, you know, you hit the, you hit the contact spot on the plank, you get a cookie. And so they're so much more engaged with you. You reestablish a strong bond. I think foundations are total way to go and a really good, and it's just a matter if you have a super master level gold advanced dog, just why not go back to basics? It's not going to hurt. You're not going to break the dog. If anything, you're just going to you know, build foundations and then they don't have to do these long sequences that we're constantly requesting them to do. It's like marathon trainers. Marathon trainers don't actually run 26 miles until usually the day of the marathon. They're usually running, you know, shorter and longer things and pacing their miles. It's not until the day of. So why are we running these long courses with our dogs just to get through the course when we're not really actually helping our dog learn? Yeah, no, that's a great point. And honestly, I think I learned that really a lot during this this whole period that we're going through right now, because with Snitch especially, I started doing sequences with her where I was doing like, you know, like six, seven obstacle sequences. I didn't think it was a whole lot, but I started noticing that she was starting to slow down and she's a very enthusiastic dog. She's she's very she's related to my Riley. Riley's a very fast and driven dog. Snitch is the same way. She loves to work. This girl if she could work 24 hours of the day, she would. And yeah, what not... do you guys call her? Doesn't she squeak? Yeah, we call her squeak because if she is not working, she will squeak. She will whine. She will bark. And she I, will demand. I watched it. <laughs> we went on a like three mile trek just to get to the woods. It's a long story. It's funny. Thanks, though. Dale. Thanks, Dale. That's Michelle's husband. Um, We went on this trek to get to the woods. We trekked to the woods, ran in the woods and then came back and we're walking back and she's squeaking the whole walk back like antsy. And I'm like, what, what's wrong with her? And she goes, we're not doing anything. She's bored. <laughs> <I'm> like, okay. <laughs> she is, we call her a little border collie because she wants to work all the time. And her work ethic is absolutely incredible. I am super excited about her. I'm so, so excited. I love working with her. I love doing things with her. 
but because she has such a great work ethic, she wants to be right. She wants to please. She wants to know that things are going okay. And I realized that when I was doing even like six, seven obstacles with her, that she was starting to slow down. And I'm like, what is going on with my dog? Like, what is happening here? And I, and I realized, I was like, oh my gosh, I think I'm just pushing her too far. Even if it was just those six obstacles, it was just too much for her. So I have really dialed that down and I just do one or two. So like, for example, the other day, I wanted to focus on serpentine. So I pick one thing I want to work on and I realized I don't have as much jump commitment with her as I thought I did. So I started, I went, realized it when I was trying just to do two obstacles. Okay, I, she's going around to jump. Clearly, I need to work on some jump commitment. So now I went and I did some choose to jump obstacle work. Which just one jump. And and this kind of goes into things that you can do at home too. If you have any sort of upright object, a chair, a laundry basket, a trash can, a pot, something that is, is an object, you can teach your dog to go wrap around it. You can do backsides with it. You can do you can teach left and right with it if you so choose to do directionals, which by the way, I'm hooked on. Never taught directionals to my dogs. I am all about it now. Wait, do you mean left and right? Yep. You're gonna be a left and writer? Yep. <laughs> I'm I'm interested to see that. So I've huh, I get in the middle of the ring and still to this day, even though I'm very comfortable with Debbie in the ring, I still the adrenaline flows and my brain is like blah, 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 blah. my brain I've worked very hard on muscle memory and there's so much that you're doing. You're computing your dog speed, your speed, your cues, all of that stuff that I've always I've written off directional. So I'm very interested to see how this goes because I can't drive in a car or be a passenger in a car and tell a person to go left or right. I'm always like, right. And they're like, didn't you mean left? I'm like, that one. Yes. That's impressive. I'll, I'll be interested to see it. I say turn, which is my directional. And that simply means whatever side you're on, turn away from me. So turn tunnel. If you're on the dog walk and you're on my left-hand side, dog on left, dog turns away from me and takes the tunnel. If I need you to, you know, turn out, that means you're on my right-hand side. You're presented with two obstacles. Take the one furthest to the right and out for me. But that's as directional as I've gotten. And I actually, I have to give my dogs credit. They're they're pretty good at that. I'll give them that. But left and they're right, good. man. Yep. Oof. I don't know about that. Yeah. I, you know, I was the same exact way. I was like, I can barely tell my own left and rights on a normal day when I'm walking. How am I going to remember this when I'm out on an agility course? I, I tried it. And actually, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And I mean, it's beautiful. Wendy, I always mess up her name. Crawshaw. Crawshaw. I always call her Crenshaw. I apologize, <laughs> Wendy. I'm just going to always use you because you are amazing. Wendy Crawshaw will be like, Charlie, left. Left, Charlie. And Charlie goes left. <laughs> it's, I'm like, what? And there's other people. I think, Carol Kelly, does she use it with Pickwick? She I feel might. like she's there's starting to. There's a couple to, people that do. There's, there's a couple a people, people that do, do yeah. it. And I am just blown away. So yep. I can't wait to see it. You know, that's that's cool. And that's, again, a goal that you can, you've got plenty of time to work on it. you got plenty of time to decide if it's going to work or not. And, you know, and honestly, what I think the beauty of it is, because I have already caught myself saying right when really I meant left. And for... I think it's just a lot of it. You know, I mean, we know that our dogs pay a lot of attention to our body language mm. and they primarily listen to our body versus verbals, unless you've really taught really good verbals. But I have caught myself saying right and my body is indicating left and she will turn left. But, you know, so it's it. There's definitely those those little quirks to it, too, where they they pick up on our body language. But I have found so far 
just from my minimal experience with it, that when I am running with her and I'm just running straight and I tell her left, she has, I, I'm just, I'm just so excited to be working so many foundations because I'm already seeing such a difference in her than I have with my other two dogs and just that foundation work that I'm doing. And I am completely sold on working foundations for however long I need to. She, she is 13 months old. She's not even at, at full jump height yet. She could be, she's done growing. That's not my, that's not my rush. A lot of people I feel like are in a rush and I was this way too. I, I rushed trialing with Sirius. I rushed trialing with Riley and I, I don't want to do that with her. And it's showing already what a huge difference it has been just to work those foundations. So, I mean, just like kind of we we're saying just equipment around the house, even if you don't have a jump stanchion, pick a chair. Everybody has a chair in their house. A Everybody vacuum has cleaner. something. A yeah. Vacuum. A vacuum cleaner. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm looking at mine right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And also for those of you that have these experienced dogs that live in a townhouse or don't have equipment, there's nothing stopping you from doing foundations because the other thing too is they always tell us that dogs have a hard time generalizing. So the weed poles in your yard are different than the weed poles at a trial and therefore they're different weed poles and the dog sees that. Where a dog that can generalize well is like, these are weed poles, I do weed poles. So if you're having, sending your dog with a cue and strengthening that cue as wrap, turn, go around, whatever your word is or your body language, if you do that enough times with enough different things, then your dog starts to be able to generalize well. And so when you get to a trial and it's just a wing, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've spun around Home Depot buckets and vacuum cleaners and dining room chairs and this ain't nothing. So that's another good thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and I have to say, you know, a big shout out to our friend Whitney. Um, mm. she, <laughs> she has been awesome about making the most out of a minimal equipment and, and making her, making own her wings, wings. <laughs> oh so my cute. god i love them so shout out whitney you whitney are awesome. also a veterinarian like michelle's husband dale they're essential workers they're on the front lines they're dealing in this pandemic so shout out to whitney but she's literally driving home on her lunch break because thanks to no traffic and doing all these things with her dog. So she's got a puppy. She has Valhuns, which is really amazing. They're a great breed. And she's working all these things with her puppy and her other older dog. And it's every day. I mean, it's got to be every day, right? It's like every day she's posting. And sometimes I feel like multiple videos. And she's doing amazing things. And I think a lot of it. So she and Michelle train at one of the same places. And so Michelle can shed light on this. One of this is there. She's clearly taking an online class. She's, you know, clearly has focus, drive, and a goal. And I, you know, kudos to her. I think she's, I, I hope she's reaching it because I, visually on Facebook, it certainly looks that way. So yeah, especially yeah. with their start lines. Yeah. Uh, Cause I know start lines is a big one. And, and, and that kind of on that note, what I'm finding just for me, because I have more time now to train at home is you have to pick your goal. So like I said earlier, I wanted to work on serpentines with with Snitch. I wanted to teach her serpentines. I went into that training session. I said, this is what we're going to do. You have to set those goals mm -hmm. to do these. Mm -hmm. So if you're setting up your stuff at home, you're setting up your vacuum cleaner, what am I going to work today? What is going to be my cue? What is going to be this? You know, you have to have those those goals in mind. And, and just like we were talking about with Whitney, 
start lines, especially with her. She, I know she was bragging about her start lines. They look amazing compared to what I've seen from her in trial and what she's doing now in her yard. She's really been working on those. So kudos, Whitney. You're doing an amazing job. <laughs> Keep it up. But like Kara said, she, she is utilizing her instructor for those online resources. So I don't know if everybody has this available to them, but one of the topics that we wanted to talk about was doing stuff online and online training. A lot of people kind of look at it like online dog training. What do you mean? Are you, are you crazy? How is that even possible? It works out amazing. I have done a couple, like I said earlier, I did a running dog walk class where I was an auditor for, I am also currently in two online classes at the moment that are agility related and shout out to those instructors. I have never actually heard heard of these instructors before I reached out to one of the Facebook groups that we're on and I asked for recommendations for me specifically I needed teeter guidance and I am not happy with how I've trained the teeter in the past I get kind of wishy-washy it's not exactly again that whole criteria thing I'm still learning about it <laughs> I want cry to what I cried because they missed their criteria <laughs> how many all right you know you have your dog walk pains I have my seesaw pains or my teeter pains. Mm. Sirius has Superman left off of a fair yeah, nap. Yeah, he has. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't blame him because there's no criteria. So I said, I need a, I need a teeter class. I reached out to one of my Facebook groups and somebody told me about this class from Liz Randall. And it has been amazing. Liz is all the way out in California and I am learning from her. I'm doing an auditing spot because I was a little too late to get a working spot. However, I'm learning so much about teaching a, a teeter and it's a four on behavior. I'm learning all about it. It's wonderful. So shout out to Liz Randall for that class. I highly recommend it. And the second class I'm currently doing now is hosted by Rachel Downs, who is also in California. And I'm we're in the East Coast. We're in Massachusetts. I'm learning from somebody who's in California. And that's what the beauty of online training is. You can learn from somebody from all over different countries, even the running dog walk class I was in a totally different country, different time zone, everything. You can learn so much through these online classes. So Rachel Downs, shout out to her. She's doing stimulus control classes. I had no idea what stimulus control was. I thought it was impulse control. Turns out there's actually a difference between the two and it has been awesome. I'm now moving snitch on to the advanced stimulus control games. And I think it's going to be wonderful for us to know that she can work knowing that whatever is going on around her, she can work through it. And I think it's wonderful. So shout out to them, Liz Randall for her teeter class, Rachel Downs for the stimulus control classes. I highly recommend when they, when they roll around again, I don't know when their next session is. I highly recommend looking into them in it's, addition to, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Or I was going to say, it's the power of geographical limitations being lifted. So one of the things I'm trying to focus on, because we all can fall into the darkness of the pandemic but one of the things I'm trying to focus on is the positives. And you would, Michelle would not have searched out, she might have searched out a teeter class, but would she have found someone in California? Not necessarily. Would she have gone to her instructor and had a private when we could, of course, like, or found someone more locally? There's, there's definitely, this is a good where we're, we have now, in speaking of resources, access to instructors we normally wouldn't even know about. And so, again, one of the good things of the pandemic is, we can 
you can take these classes. And I think that's super cool. And also, shout out to the instructors that are offering these classes. I'll put these in the show notes as well, but I just wanted to mention a few. We mentioned Stephanie Rayner last time from our podcast before. Definitely check out her stuff for foundations. For personal training, first and foremost, check with your local facility first because we're always about supporting small businesses and our local instructors. That was obvious from our last podcast. But if they're not offering what you want, check elsewhere, go into these Facebook groups. We're going to again list these in our show notes too. But for example, Sarah Baker, who is one of the amazing team members, she, you know, she has a new dog named Skeptic. And I believe that's his name. If I mess that up, Sarah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah okay. <laughs> um, she's got a great class for personalized training one-on-one, $100 for four weeks. That's, I'd pay that money for her. Sarah's amazing. So And then also another shout out to Ashley Castro of Level Up Dog Sports in Richmond, Virginia. Really doesn't matter where she is, but she's doing a lot of unique things where she's got online classes where you can be part of a class. She's got privates. They also have a Facebook group that you can join. Ten bucks. You can be part of an agility community. Ten bucks. That's nothing. Here's the other cool thing. If you have this clean slate of a backyard and you have some equipment, but you're like, I don't know how to design courses because I tell you when I first started teaching foundations I didn't know how to build courses Ashley and her team for 10 bucks for three nested courses will build you based off your space and your equipment list will design courses for you that's really cool that's super cool like way to pivot they have a beautiful facility in Richmond Virginia with amazing turf clip and go equipment they've clearly spent a lot of money doing this And now they're not making the money they were, obviously. But has that brought them down? No. What did they do? 180. They got virtual and then they got creatively virtual. Building courses for you for an extra 10 bucks, they'll they'll even give you feedback. Like, I'm sorry. That, when I heard that, I was like, that's super cool. So kudos to Ashley and Merritt of Level Up Dog Sports. I'll let Michelle talk about all the other classes that, you know, she's taking. There's other options, too, that she's aware of, that we're all aware of. And then, of course, these Facebook groups. So there's, and if you're like me, I I love Ashley, but I don't necessarily have enough money to have a private with her. That doesn't mean I can't support her in other ways or learn in other ways. There are low-cost alternatives because my business is slowly dwindling. Now that Massachusetts is on stay-at-home till May 18th, it's become more challenging but there are options there are free resources if need be and so you know and there's also pay level ones that are great I mean clean run every single day in my email I'm getting a backyard agility small course map I mean every day for free yeah and they're offering classes too clean run has online yep. classes which I'm sure everybody knows clean run if you don't cleanrun.com they sell agility equipment they're a great resource they have a magazine they're they sell classes. everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> They're doing great. Uh, there's there's so many people that are giving away free resources. Uh, Facebook groups. You know we're we're on uh, we're members of a couple. So shout out to Go with the Flow and Agility America. Both really really cool resources where people can post videos. They can just talk about agility. <laughs> Even if you don't have, you know, all of the equipment, just thing, different things that you can get from other people that are also potentially in the same situation, just bounce ideas off each other, even just to talk about agility. Great groups. And also there's another one, Dog Agility Training and Discussion. That one is particularly good for beginners. People can go on there and be like, hi, I just, you know, I have this 15-week-old puppy 
what do you what should I be doing now? What do you guys think? And it's it's wholesome good advice. It's, you know, obviously it's not just for beginners. If you're if you're an advanced person or somebody that's well trained or experienced, please go in there and help, but there are that's where our future lies is in those groups. There are people there wanting, wanting to learn more about agility. So if you're an instructor, go in there and post your class. Ask admin approval. Pretty sure it's okay. Most of them have been amazing. But please, if you're willing to share, people are willing to pay and learn. And I think I, I just personally want to support anybody. And we don't have enough time to name drop everybody. But, you know, even like, Jessica Zhu has put up there, I think a year or two ago, she made it with TD, one TDC, which is the um, supplement company. They made a video on just all kind of more of the nuts and bolts of getting into agility and what it's all about. If, you know, you're one of our friends or family that are listening and you're like, why are these girls so into this agility thing? Go there and find out. I'll put the link in the in the show notes. But, you know, Jessica tells you how she got involved in agility and you know what you can do to get your dog literally if you have a dog that's able and capable definitely check with your veterinarian especially if they're older and they might have arthritis um you can certainly still do a lot of these foundation exercises with an arthritic dog because if you don't move it you lose it moving is good and you can do what's called flat work but it's just check out these resources available to you there's no reason why you sit at home going i'm bored you should never say i'm bored you just shouldn't if you're at home and bored and have a dog, there's something you can do. Yeah. And even if you have that, that older dog and you may not be sure about agility, you know, there are things outside of agility that you can get into. So one of the big things, um, is trick training. Tricks are super cool. You can get a title (laughs) online. Absolutely. And Hey, guess what? I'm an evaluator. (laughs) So uh, trick training is wonderful. It's a great way to keep your dog mentally stimulated. I don't know, depending on where everybody is, I know in Massachusetts we've been dealing with a lot of rain and a lot of wind. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been really the, the warmest around uh, the weather snow. right now. It snowed. I know. In April. Oh, I'm so sick of it. I'm so <laughs> sick of it. I'm hoping that tomorrow, tomorrow's May 1st, <sighs> I'm hoping that that'll start to bring some better better weather. But trick training is wonderful. You know, you can you can run your dog for hours and hours and hours outside. Um, our boxer, who, by the way, was bred by Kara. She's wonderful. <laughs> I take no she responsibility. Can... <laughs> she can run for hours at a time and still not be tired. She mm-hmm. is just so physically amazing. That's how I make them. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, you work that girl and you work her brain you start doing trick training, you start doing agility training, work that brain of hers, and she is out cold for the rest of the day. Mental stimulation, mental work really tires and, your dog. And also, the elephant in the room is trick training, sorry, agility really is just a series of tricks. Oh, that's yeah. A, that's essentially what obedience is, too, and rally. It's a series of tricks. So if you look at the requirements for many of the tricks in trick training, some of them actually include agility. So if you have a yeah, dog, well, yeah, jump over a bar. It's only needs to be four inches. Yeah. <laughs> so even baby puppies, like I think Michelle, you were one of the youngest to get your trick training title on that beautiful boxer of yours. No, actually, actually, Snitch was a little younger. Oh. <laughs> oh. Anyways. Gilly was about six months old. Snitch is about thirteen weeks old. Oh. <laughs> 
Whatever. I think she was one of the youngest boxers to attend to attain it. Way to save it. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, the point being, it does not matter the age of your dog as long as you're not doing repetitive, dangerous maneuvers. Anybody can get, and it's anybody can do this, and it's a title. I'm sorry, but there's little on PC, but there are people out there called title whores. I will throw (laughs) myself in that camp. And what that means is there's a special meaning, and I posted it on my, you know, boxer's website about titling with your dog. And it has so much meaning because a third party essentially has judged you and your relationship with your dog. And that is what holds the meaning. It's, you know, the ribbon, yeah, the dollar ribbon or 50 cent ribbon is a you know whatever it's a representation yeah that's our cookie it's a symbol it's a symbol of the relationship of your dog and what's cool about trick training is you record yourself doing these tricks you submit them to michelle she's judging you and then decides if you know you're you've passed or not so and then you get that cool little you know suffix after your dog's name which is pretty good certificate mailed to you yeah Everything. And I'm also, so I'm a trick dog uh, evaluator. I'm also a good citizen evaluator with the AKC. I'm currently working on my certification with Do More With Your Dog, which is another organization that actually Super the cool. AKC was inspired by to do their trick dog program. So if you have titles through Do More With Your Dog, you can actually transfer them to the AKC titles and the um, AKC will recognize them. So it's it's really cool. You know, and it's, and like Kara was saying, a lot of the agility behaviors and the foundations are our tricks. I mean, you know, like we were saying, go over a four inch jump or touch a target, touch your hand, do a spin, you know, go on a wobble board, you know, can you talk teeter foundation, unstable surfaces? All of that is all tied into your foundation work for agility. You're doing a cool thing with your dog. You're tiring them out. And you can also show them off when we get out of this pandemic. You can just show everybody what you've been you working on. You can also on. show them off now with videos. I mean. That's right. I posted I posted snitches to her her litter group on Facebook because we have our own little special group for her whole litter. And I've actually, there's actually been another litter mate that has now gotten her advanced title today. So oh, she that's was. Cool. Yeah, she wasn't even really even sure about trick dog training. And she's in Canada. The Canadian Kennel Club also now recognizes do more with your dog. So she's now gotten into trick training because of it. So it's really cool to see, you know, getting all these titles. So it kind of helps take away that that like that void that we kind of feel of not doing dog shows right now. You can still kind of go out and get that title. You can still do things and feel that accomplishment of the title because it it does. It the title does show that work and effort that you've put into the training to get there. There's a lot that goes into those titles behind the scenes that a lot of people don't even realize. And even talking about, you know, titling online, uh, shout out to UKI. They, they were the first ones to do at home agility trials and I did it with Sirius. It was super interesting. One thing I found is that when I set up a tripod and put myself on video to run a course, I felt that trial pressure while I was at home in my agility field. And it was very interesting. It was really a big learning opportunity for me to realize that I can actually put that pressure on myself at home. Yeah. So shout out to them. It's It's been great. Check it out if you haven't already. Uh, highly recommended. It. it was a lot of fun. Like I said, I, I felt the pressure. <laughs> And shout out to AKC too, because you know we do a lot of AKC sports. That's our yep. main focus. They've launched a rally option, so you can earn your novice rally titles. 
And I plan like, on doing it. Yeah, and I plan on doing it. And it was something that I've been slightly interested in, but now because I'm not going to lie, because we're in a pandemic, I'm that title whore. I like to prove to a third party that my dog and I have a solid relationship. I'm going to do it. And and I've heard it bothered me. I heard on a lot of the Facebook forums that people were complaining, oh, it demeans their value of earning their leg because they didn't have the trial pressures and stress. Well, as some of you will shortly realize, as Michelle did, you turn that camera on and all of a sudden you start to feel a different kind of nerve. And so, yes, it's different. Is it exactly the same as a trial? Absolutely, 100% not. But is it better than nothing? Yes. And is it a real agility, or sorry, real rally title that you can earn through the AKC? Yes. So I encourage you, rather than knock it before you try it, why don't you try it? And, you know, if you want to knock it later and bring me some valid points, sure, let's go for it. But for now, something's better than nothing. UKI stepped up to the plate with their agility trials. AKC stepping up to the plate with their rally trials. There's other organizations doing the same. There's other things coming online. Let's face it, even after this pandemic, things are not going to return to 100% normal right away or if at all. And virtual is going to always take a big portion of our life. Um, This is a safer way to meet. This is, we can do so many more things and it also opens up so many more resources to us. So Michelle's taking classes with two instructors from California. She's taking a class with somebody from Europe. You know, you can take, there's, there's nothing binding you or bounding you geographically anymore. And so we have to embrace that. And rather than complain about that, I would just embrace it and accept it. So I encourage everyone to look everywhere for anything. And so, you know, just enjoy the time with your dog. And it's also, again, perfectly fine to be a little bit like me and stare at your dog walk in your garage, standing <laughs> upright against the wall going, this should be the year that I replace those slats. This should be the year. Yeah. But you know what, though? Your dogs are also getting, enjoying running around in the woods. Savage beasts. I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid my dogs are not going to want to go back to agility. I have literally... Taking my dogs every day that isn't pouring. I even take them on rainy days for romps in the woods. And they are living like coyotes running wild. And they love it. And I love watching it. We're still working recall. They have a solid recall. We always have treats reinforcing. But in general, my dogs are literally being dogs. And I love it. You know, I've done a little bit of agility here and there. They seem to still, the Debbie still really enjoys it. Walter's had moments. Walter, Walter's been very Waltery, so I, I know when Walter we go, show. Yes, I know when we go back to a trial, Walter's probably going to be very Waltery, uh, and that's fine. I, it's nothing new. I'm accustomed to it. So I just and Phoenix has actually shown me in the pandemic. Normally in training, she loves agility and trial. She doesn't. In in this you know COVID nineteen phase right now, she's I've done a little bit of agility with her, and she's been like meh. I'd really rather go do nose work or run around in a field. So I've learned and I've appreciated every minute with my dog. And I hope that we can empower dogs and I hope that we can empower you guys to do the same. And that's kind of our point here. Um, You know, Michelle and I were discussing earlier. We definitely want to get away from like pandemic talk. We don't mean to keep talking about it because hopefully this podcast will live beyond the pandemic. But 
it's really, I hate to sound cheesy, it's really brought about a lot of positives. The AKC is stepping out of their comfort zone and going online. Um, they've allowed trick dog trainers to award titles online. Why not? What's a real true difference between a trick dog trainer watching a video, a pre-recorded version of your tricks versus a recorded or live version? Right. You know? I mean, in all honesty, too, like on that note, with the online and the virtual titles and all that, they're also allowing a different group of dogs to get titles. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that's really important, too. I think, you know, I think that's definitely needs to be thrown out there that, you know, maybe dogs that let's just even say like Phoenix, like what if you one day you decided like, hey, I want to try for my UKI agility and she enjoys agility at home or at a facility and she doesn't really care for that, that stress of the trial, you can actually do that with her. You know, for a reactive dog, let's just say a reactive dog, you know, they can now, they have the opportunity to get that trick title now. They have the opportunity to get agility titles, which they were missing out on before because of, of some of the behavioral issues that they're going through. And that's the thing. It doesn't, I've seen people say on Facebook, it diminishes the work that they've done. No, it doesn't. A reactive no. dog, particularly, if you've never owned a reactive dog, you have no idea the relationship building, the trust, the energy, the effort that goes into that relationship. And for you to excel, even just at home, is a milestone. Those oh, people yeah. deserve more than just an equal title, if you want to talk about equal. Yes, I understand. The best specimens of the breed should be able to go to a, you know, thousand person trial with 500 dogs and perform. Of course, that's an ideal situation. But if you have a spade or neutered dog that is not going to contribute to the population, but you love, you've improved their life, and it improves their life to work, they just can't work under certain stressors. Why not reward the relationship and the work that you've put into with that dog with the same title that somebody else can get? Because I guarantee you, a reactive dog takes a heck of a lot more work than not. I guarantee oh, yeah. you. I know it firsthand. So yep. that's just something to consider. So all you naysayers out there saying it diminishes, I'm not diminishing your trial stress. I'm not diminishing the work you put in to be able to trial in a trial environment. That is 100% accurate, correct, and appropriate. But don't diminish someone else's effort in building a relationship with their dog to present to a third party to earn a title. Absolutely. I don't think it can be said any better than that. <laughs> And to that, <laughs> cheers. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. I think that's a good ending. We're getting, I think that's a wonderful. This is one of our longer episodes. Sorry, kids. We had a lot to say. At first, I was like, oh, how are we going to fluff this episode? And then I was like, we have so much to talk about. There's so, so much. Definitely go out. Do stuff. Check with your local facility first. See what they're doing online. Support local. Support your small businesses. Even if your new client doesn't hurt to email and say, are you guys offering anything? They might have privates available. If not, they say no. You pop on a Facebook group. There is so There are so many resources out there. Use them. Enjoy them. Take this time to spend with your dog. Really, really appreciate what you have in your living room. Yeah, however however you choose to do that. If you choose to just take a break from, from training, yep. appreciate me. your dog. Do more with your dog. Take him out into the into the woods. Let him run around a little bit. If you want to, like me, and you want to catch up on training, 
look into those resources. There's just, there's so many options right now that you can do. And, and honestly, a lot of these options are available on a regular basis too, but I think more so now than ever, you know, look into these options. So I'm hoping that we, that we gave you some really good ideas, some really good resources to help you start working on different things that you can do with your dog during this time. I hope so too. Awesome. Well, all right, kids. I think that's it for, well, it's evening for us, but you might be listening in the morning. I don't know when you listen. You know what? How about you let us know when you're listening? Let us know the time of day. Let us know what your favorite resources are. Let us know. This is a two-way street here. Yes, we're talking at you, but we want to have a conversation with you. If there's anything else you want to know here, let us know. Drop us comments on our Facebook page, probably the best place. Uh, You could obviously always email us. Michelle's going to let us know that in the outro of this episode. But otherwise, have a wonderful evening. We will say adieu. Good night. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check us out on our website at startlinepod.com. We want to hear your feedback. We want to hear what you guys want to hear. Let us know. We have our Facebook at, and Instagram at startlinepod. Shoot us an email if you want, startlinepod at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or anywhere you listen to your podcast to rate and review and send us some love. Thanks.